Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of Duckies and Dargons. As always, my name is Mayhem, and I'm going to be your DM for this evening. Before we get into tonight's session, let's just do a quick little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first of all, our usual, well, not so much usual, I keep forgetting sometimes, uh, our somewhat usual shout out to the amazing team over at OnlyCrits.com for their affiliation with the podcast and the support that they've been giving us over the over two years now that we have been uh, that we've been going. So once again, thank you very much to Eric and the team over at OnlyCrits.com for the amazing support. If any of you listeners are in the market for some TTRPG products, whether it be dice, dice cases, roll boxes, or some pre-written adventures, which they've got some really good ones up on their marketplace right now, head over to OnlyCrits.com. Use code Ducky at checkout and save yourself a little bit of money and to kick some support towards the podcast as well. And uh, whilst you're at it, uh, hit us up on social media on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck that asshole Elon Musk wants to be calling it these days. I genuinely cannot. When we're talking about X, there's a little joke about that, which X, might give you a, X marks a the spot. No, 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 no. People. Uh... People in or out of uh, the uh, Twitter headquarters are either ex-employees or ex-employees. <laughs> There's a little funny ha-ha for you. I, now, he's I not going to say it, but he's laughing in the camera. He's got his camera on. Camera? He's got his camera on. He's got his camera on, does he? <laughs> yes, uh -huh. he's looking at a cameo. God, uh -huh. it's turned into... <laughs> oh, shut up. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, there's your uh, your little Rob joke for the evening. But hey, hit us up on social media at Duckies and Dargons. Say hi. Let us know how you're doing, and uh, let's grow our presence on the on that platform. Uh, I'm not expecting us to go viral, but even if we just gain one or two more uh, new members of the community, that would be absolutely fantastic. So big session last week. Didn't give me a brain aneurysm whatsoever. Didn't completely liquefy one of the, the bigger fights that I had planned for this arc. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know already, then go back and listen to the last episode. They fought Solomon Ray, one of the four uh, members of the Exultant Coin Bounty Hunters Guild that are on Ilera's hit list and is part of a clandestine group that are protecting... Can we really say Alera's hit list? Can I mean, we really say Alera's hit list? Does that really make sense? Uh, no, not really. It's the Disembiler's hit list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, they're all part of a clandestine group that are aiding and abetting the protection and extraction probably being the right word, I think. Yeah, gonna go with that one. Uh, of Salathir, who, as you all know, has been hunted down by Ilara, the Disembowler, the Disaster Trio, and Meldir for the murder of Canavalrus, the Keeper of Secrets. So, with two names crossed off that list, being Matargalon and uh, Solomon Ray, the Revenant, Ilara decided that she was going to go and collect her reward from the Exalted Coin. So, I'm going to pass on over to my 
individual players as a means of kickstarting this episode. So, over to you guys. I, my shadow would like a little bit of a conversation with Meldir, but only if Meldir struggles behind. But the disemboweler herself is heading towards the coin, is leaving the building. The shadow stays behind, but I need to know what the rest of the party do first. I'm following the disemboweler. Okay. How about you, Tiffin? I'm going to go with the consensus of whatever the party decides to do at the moment. So you're probably right behind Anon? I would assume, yeah. Okay, Meldir, <clears throat> if you are there. You're here, let us know. I think that's the sign. Yeah, so in that case, and I can save that bit to later on then. So at this point, then the shadow has gone back into the disemboweler and the disemboweler is heading towards the coin. Okay. So that's my part. <laughs> you step out of the Chapel of Storms into the, the open streets of Amdale, and as you emerge, there is a somewhat small crowd uh, clustered together about 25 feet away from the doorway. As the, audi as the audible uh, ruckus and commotion from inside the chapel of that very brief uh, bout of uh, combat that you passed on, that you, you know, held between you and the Revenant, seems to have attracted a small group of people. You see people looking at you as you emerge. Uh, the puzzled and somewhat concerned. The closer and closer you get to them, the more and more they're shuffling back until the right-hand side of the group sort of naturally disperses into an open pathway, you know, that fades off into the street. There's people muttering, there's people whispering to each other, mainly looking at you, Ilara, since you're the one that's leading, you know, the, the pack through this portion of the, the city at the moment but nobody nobody dares makes direct eye contact with you just to add some fear into the public disembarrowler uh, doesn't take any of her weapons out they're still, still attached and the whip has been now given a sort of makeshift or hold at the moment and the disembarrowler is just going to say your so-called fucking prophet is linked to the reason why the Keeper of Secrets is lying in a fucking morgue. Find a new religion. Find a new fucking cult. Stand in my way. Actually, you know what? Be wise not to. There's, Go. there's a small handful of people that immediately turn their backs to you and not run, but briskly uh, walk in the opposite direction of you, whereas there's some that edge even further back to the point where they're nearly pressed up against the exterior walls 
of the buildings on the opposite side of the street. My qualms are not with you. Go. And then I was just going to push through. Okay. But she's not looking behind her to see where the group are. She's just walking ahead. Okay. Well, about five, ten minutes go by walking mostly silently through the streets of the city before you hear a voice inside your head. It's not the barkeep. It's Balin. Balin's voice. <laughs> Balin's voice fills the inside of your head and your consciousness as he says, Illara, I know that you probably do not wish to entertain the thought of talking to me and I would not blame you. I only contact you through a sense of urgency. His Majesty the King requests the presence of all of you at the Sapphire Keep before sundown. This what is, time is it just now, DM? Uh, for you guys, it's around late morning. It's a little. It's like maybe an hour before midday. That's fine then. That's perfect. Okay. Would that have been a new day then? Or is it just a continuation of what we already did before? Uh, it's, a, it's the same day that you fought the Revenant. So... Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to short our days to find Salathir any any more than they already are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what was the next thing Balin was going to say then before I interrupted you for what time it was? Uh, he he leads on to say that it's not a matter of debate. It's not a request. This is a this is an official summons. Then, even for Balin's ears. Elera is going to have a different tone because Balin's not seen Elera essentially split herself into two. So you're just going to get Elera saying in a really fucked up way that you guys have heard already. Fine. Nothing else. So if Balin wants to say anything else, he's welcome to, but Elera is not going to say anything else. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything but just before the connection severs you hear what you believe to be a heavy sigh just a very heavy <sighs> didn't actually hear that dm but <laughs> oh well you can listen back to the episode so Dustin Barler is going to just briefly turn over uh, that cunt Balin has requested us to go to the Sapphire Keep on an urgency matter from the fucking king before sundown. But I still have fucking things to do. They can wait. But we have to be there before sundown. And then before the rest of the group can respond, if any of them heard Alara, Alara just... This, uh, d this is so fucking confusing even for myself. <laughs> this Barler turns around and just heads on straight to the coin. Or the direction of the coin in case anything else comes up. Any of you, 
any of you that are tagging along or following the disemboweler wish to say anything at this point? I find it odd that it was Balin who contacted her. Given the sordid history that's been going on so far. But Meldir's going to follow along. Okay. Eventually, you guys make it to the candlestick maker, step through the doors into the premises. The proprietor recognizes you and leads you into the same room that you guys uh, entered into the first time you made your way to the headquarters. You step through the familiar door that leads you onto the grounds. Again, it's peaceful, it's quiet, it's a little overcast, but the sun is shining most, for the most part. And... As you step into the lodge, it's a lot busier than the last time that you were here. There's more people. The The bar is pretty much at full capacity. It's not busy. It's not like the barkeep is rushing to serve drinks. It's just it's full of people enjoying themselves, relaxing, sharing drinks, talking. The, the lounge area that seats roughly about 30 people is pretty much full and as the barkeep clocks you guys walking in he gestures for you all to join him at the left hand side of the bar that is pretty much the only part of it that has got free space Alera goes straight to the bar takes out the bag Places it on the counter. Doesn't open the bag, but just has the, the bag sealed. Places it on top of the counter. Then takes out the, the whip. Has a tight grip of the whip. She's not like she's not gonna fucking let go of that thing. Mm -hmm. Shows it to the barkeep. Puts the whip back on her person. Doesn't say anything. But she's sort of expecting the barkeep to quickly look in the bag or know what's in the bag and you see him, he pulls it closer to him, pries it open a little bit, and it doesn't, his facial expression doesn't change. He just pulls the cord that tightens the, the opening for it, slides it back over you and goes, Well, that was fucking quick. Yeah, he'll never, he'll never be the head of a major corporation. I don't think he'll be the head, I don't I don't think he'll be the head of anything at this rate. Money. Are you sure you're in this for the satisfaction of it? Because most people tend to hang around a while before they demand their payment. Fine then. Any information? <sighs> the Quarta and the Hellbent. Where do they reside? Or keep? Pulls out his notepad, flicks through it, gets to almost about two thirds of the way through before he stops and says, Oh, yeah. Matthias Crucis. Nulla Quarta. That's 
the Norn for no quarter for those of you who are linguistically challenged. Basically, joined the coin as a front for his, uh, let's just say, more than questionable import-export business. Operates outside of the northwest sector of the economic district in a small marketplace. Secluded Which marketplace? Uh, it would have been the Bazaar of Wonders, I believe, unless he's found himself a new... A new location, which I highly doubt. He's got some of the. That's the name of the shop or the name of the market. It's the name of the market. Damn, girl. I get, I get the fact that you're, you know, you're all pent up about this. I'm actually surprised you managed to get back here after taking down Solomon that fucking quick. Listen. Cruces is a different breed. Like I said, he joined the coin in order to use it as a front. Tried to give himself a banner that he could protect himself under. Last job he took, six years ago. That should tell you about how often and how well he's connected to this thing. The answer, not very fucking much. Need his location. Oh. I told you. Marketplace is known as the Bazaar of Wonders. Any of you that got eyes of a fucking eagle will probably be able to pick out anything fishy in there and it'll no like no it'll likely fucking lead you directly to him. But be warned. I'm not saying this because I have to, I'm saying it because it's true. If he gets the better of you. Well, let's just say you'll find yourself in a place that ain't exactly friendly and uh, may not exactly be here. I'm the hellbent. Flickster is no pad again. Gets to the end of it. Like you see the last page turnover. Well, that's odd. I ain't got no fucking record for her. I got nothing here. No information, no details. Not even the name. Ilacorta and the Hellbent have Salith here. Their protection. And you know how important it is to capture him. I know how important it is to you. To capture this thing, this person, or whatever you want to, you know, label him as. Did you not see the fucking destruction he caused? The two dragons fighting, did you not see that? Did you not hear the commotion, Barkeep? You see, he waves a hand, and you see almost like a, an arcane window appear in front of you that leads outside. You know, you're, you're looking out over the grounds of the lodge. He says, Disemboweler. Where exactly do you fucking think you are? Take a look. Is there any point on that horizon that makes you think that we're anywhere near the city? Amdale. Justin Barler takes a sigh. Amdale's about 400 miles away from here. 
So if you come in here spouting dragons, fighting in the capital, I'll take your word for it. Got no reason not to. All I can say is, there's no evidence this, uh, this far out. It's not our problem. We operate outside of the jurisdiction of the monarchy. Understood. Now that's not to say that we're not concerned about it. Dragons ain't been seen in Vardorf in centuries. Hell, people didn't even think they existed. People thought they were nothing more than a fairy tale. I, personally, am kind of fond of the mythical side of the whole, you know, stories about them. I doubt I'll ever see one with my own eyes, but hey, who knows? Maybe the gods will bless us. Maybe the gods will bless me with the ability to see one of them serpentine motherfuckers before I leave this world. Highly doubt it, though. I'd probably shit my britches and then fucking run in the opposite direction. There's going to be two more things that this Embarler is going to do. First of all, you're going to see Elera kind of flicker, so kind of like spasm. It's a little bit. And a slightly softer tone of an Asian brand. <sighs> no. Ain't heard nothing. Ain't seen nothing. Nobody's heard from the old man. But he's done this once before. There was one there was one winter about four or five years ago. That nobody saw him for a week. So it's it's only been two days. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go uh making assumptions so far. Gets to a week. Contact me. And as Lara says that, flicker again. I think <clears> it, <throat> I think if it gets to a week, you're gonna be someplace else dealing with something a little bit more important. Don't worry. The old man's connected. The old man's He's got roots, is what I'm trying to say. You always come back to your roots eventually, no matter who you are or how far away from them you stray. You know, it's funny. There's uh, there's been a couple words I, I've heard floating around. I heard I, I, I heard some stranger on the street saying them a couple days ago whilst I was out getting supplies. Everything comes at a price. And I thought that shit was... That was absolutely magnanimous. To hear strangers pouting philosophy like that. Well, not gonna lie. Made me see the world in a different view. I'm a cynic at heart, but... Everything comes at a price? Damn fucking straight. Now after that flicker... Or harsher tone. In use on the Commandant or the Champion of the Deceiver. Commandant. I'm not expecting you to have anything. Commandant, I don't know who she is, and I've never heard of no Champion of No Deceiver, but... I will say this, and maybe it'll put your mind at rest when it comes to this. Those who issue contracts don't tend to make themselves known. They try to stay they try to stay as clear from having too close a connection to the guild for their own protection. 
Now here's a point, DM. Nanny. Now, you just I mentioned about the commandant and the barkeep automatically went now we about the we don't know the ones that give the contract they tend to be hidden. But Disembarler knows who put the contract out on her after someone Ray said, and when Elera originally asked about who put the contract out on her, Barkeep went unknown. So now Disembarler's gonna look dead eyes on the barkeep and say, So you knew then before I did. Sets a glass down on the, the bar top. Grabs a bottle. I'm... Starts pouring. He pours about he pours about a four fingered width measure before sliding it over to you. I drink so, it straight away. Shot it. I know the name or the alias or the title or the identity or whatever detail a contractor gives me for every contract. But I am bound to a certain level of discretion. I was not trying to hold you back in your task, mission, pilgrimage, bounty, your hunt, whatever. If you were to sub if you were to submit a contract for that man's head, and you see he points over at some random guy sitting in this tall leather back chair. If you were to submit a contract for that man's head, and let's say that woman over there, he points to this young brunette haired woman sitting near the fireplace, just drinking a glass of what looks to be this rich blood red wine. She would not be able to know that it was you who put the contract out because who's to say that she takes the contract kills him and then kills you in return trying to get every penny that you have not just what you've pinned to your contract i get that barkeep i do what if i like tangent here was to say i knew particular details about Someone issued the contract. Look, if you have information about the contractor, that's fine. That's yours to deal with. All I'm saying is, I can't tell you. I can't point out the contractor, even if I wanted to. And don't take this the wrong way, but I don't necessarily want to. Carpenters after your neck, then I get it, I know. More like I get to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Harbingers, and I kind of like my head staying on top of my shoulders. <laughs> Anyhow. Before I, take, before I take my coin, I still request somehow grant me an audience with them. Be impossible. I get that. Maybe against certain codes. I get that. But right now, I fucking need them. And what exactly is it that you want them to do, Disembowler? 
you can't buy their services you can't barter with them you can't hire confidential them. don't think you understand the scope here you're asking me to go to the harbingers and tell them that a member wants to have a conversation with them and you expect me not to tell them what that conversation entails or what your angle is or what your motives are <clears throat> the disembarrel relief will put both their elbows on the table or the bar table whatever lean forward and just say very 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 fucking quietly they can believe me or not it's their choice but a major blood war mark two is happening it is being created the, de the deity of the deceiver the champion the commandant all people linked on there, and including Salathir, threaten this plane and multiple others. My deities are fighting against it. My, my, and she looks behind quickly. My associates' deities are knowing of it. And we are needing all the fucking help we can get. Now, you will pass the message on to the Harbingers. Maybe they'll pass it on to the Imperator. Who knows? But it's just a, more a suggestion, it's more an idea, something I wish to discuss with them and them alone. Whether they choose to act or listen to me, it's their choice. Whether they believe it or not, I don't care. But right now, Barkeep, I am going for all the help we can get. And then Illyra sort of just leans back, takes the bottle that was just like left from the Barkeep, and she pours another shot, just downs it. You watch he, bangs it on the table. He, he pulls out this <clears throat> substantially sized coin purse, rummages into it, and takes two gold pieces out, pockets them, and then slides the bag over to you. Consider that your payment. Now I expect you to distribute what is owed to your friends evenly. Make sure they get it. If I hear anything from old man Bran... I'll give you a call. Until then, how about I offer you, let's say, we'll go with 10 plat for Matthias Crucis and 50 for the Hellbent. Make it 100 each. Roller persuasion check. I'm holding. Haggler. That, that's not haggling. That's more extortion at this rate. That's a 17 DM. You know what? Roll a straight D20. I'll do the same and roll 20. Highest, what, highest, oh Christ, you're, god damn, you were, you were fucking quick. Okay. You want that money. 
Uh, yeah, Lara wants that money. She's going to be richer than the fucking monarchy at this point. God if this damn. is going to be for the next two targets, one that you don't want to get, then essentially them on the high ground against the group, and the other, well, is just somewhat in a sort of shopping industry. So I want to make sure it's worthwhile. Well, not worthwhile, more of a sort of. Uh huh. Worth the risk. Reward. Worth the risk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see. Barkeep takes the ball back from you, places it back under the counter, and goes, Fine, 100 each. However, I'm placing a condition on it. You want your 100 each? I want you to bring me back the Hellbent's face. Not just her head. I want you to Hannibal Lecter that shit. I want her face. I not the head. I have no issue taking the face off. I want to know. He holds up the bag that you put on the bar on the bar top and goes, "Cause I already got one head. I don't need more." You see, there's a couple of patrons sitting around the bar that instantly look at the barkeep and goes, "Ah, get back to your fucking drinks." It's not like you've never seen a severed head before. Hell, the blood's staining my fucking bar top already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of session, DM would uh, would ripping the face off not have more blood on the fucking table. No, not really. <laughs> not really. Not unless you take so the fucking you really head. Want me, you really want me to fucking killing joke this shit? All right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like fu proper fucking flay the face off, like peel it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts the lotion on its skin. It's not Buffalo Bill, you sick fuck. So, Elero will sorry, just Barrel will just go. Consider it done. So she looks in the bag. Now, how much plat did you actually give in there so I can make sure if you've given the correct agreed amount of plat? Uh, you got you, you got whatever was agreed in the last episode. I can't remember. <laughs> then that's perfect because then you can't challenge it. Good. No. Right. No, no, I can go, No, we can go back and we can listen to it. And if you... Oh, no, I've got my notepads on it, DM, so you're fine in that one. Do okay. not doubt. But so there I'll just go, fine. And she will... Was it not... Not... Was it not... Was it... It was either 10 or 100 for your friends. It was 100 for Solomon Ray and it was about 10 for Glon, I believe. You believe? I thought you had it in your notes. I'll go and get my notes out today, but I don't <laughs> want to derail session. No, right. So, where's my notepads? No, no, it's fine. it's fine. Don't <laughs> fucking do this. So, right. So, Lair's going to go to the other side. Lair just says, fine, and she stands up. And before she leaves, what blacksmith do the coin trust? That's a very good question. You can come back to me on that one for RP purses if you yeah, want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> so the bartender says the the best uh, blacksmiths or armors uh -huh. they trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I was yeah. gonna go. Good to know. And Lara just leaves the coin, and I will say, how much time? Well, for what's the time just now? You would say DM Probably. after lunchtime. No, 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 this conversation didn't exactly take long, so I'll say that it's probably about one in the afternoon. 
and it's before sundown. So what time would sundown be in this plane? Uh, sundown for this time seven. of year is probably about six, seven. Yeah, so you got about six hours max. So some barrier goes home. You're going home. Yes. Barler is going home or walking home. Okay. I don't trust that. Okay, and that hesitation's got me worried now, DM. No, no, <laughs> it's, just, it's not why I was expecting you to say. That's all. But if you want to go home, you can go home. Or wherever the rest of the party would like to go. Well, I'll tell you follow. what. Why don't you ask your party members where they would like to go? Aris, Mel, dear, Anon, where would you guys like to go? Magic yeah. Molly's is good this time of year. In the fucking Barnes and Noble. Where the fuck do you think I want to go? Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> you want to you want to go to the the castle already? <laughs> I mean, y'all could. I mean, you could. I don't mind. I just don't want to hog. <laughs> no, let's we can we can go back home and then go to the castle. I guess. Zara says you're walking through. Amdale, heading back home. You hear your mom. And she sounds... worried. I don't like what's going on, Zaris. I don't like what or who she's becoming. You've worked so hard to help her improve who she is. And she is going through a regression, a severe regression. What would you have me do? She won't listen to reason. If she won't listen to reason, then achieve this goal quickly. The longer she stays in this mindset, the longer it's going to damage her and the more severe the damage will be. And it puts all of you at risk. Try what I can. That's all we ever ask. So. As you all head home, Anon, what are you doing? Uh, Anon's heading to the closest pub again. Oh god. Oh, my murder's really taking a toll on you, Anon. Oh no, that that's helping. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you attempting to go alone? Well, what kind of in my head happens is that everyone's walking home, she's at the back, and then she just spots a pub and then just headed towards it without telling anyone. Okay. 
Okay. And at same thing, she's gonna grab a bottle and walk home again. Are you gonna try and catch up with your party members? Because uh, we no. all we all know what happened last time you drank in the streets of, you know, in in the city, alone. And we're all sort of with you, Anon. So yeah, what yeah. someone will notice. <laughs> Did the rogue just become an alcoholic? The the rogue is becoming an alcoholic. Yeah, because the player can't do it IRL. So she goes up to the barkeep. Okay. I'll say for the purposes, go ahead and take five silver out of your, your money. You get a bottle and you head oh, back wine. out. Yeah. Not as strong as last time. Okay. Because she still has places to be. <laughs> okay. Right. Whether she can get straight to that place or not is a whole other matter. Yeah, we're she might gonna, take detours. Yeah, we're going to find out real quick. So, as you leave the bar or the tavern, where are you going? Like, are you going back to the residence or are you just wandering throughout the street? Uh, she's going heading back home. Okay. How, am I, like, how quickly are you drinking that bottle? How long would it take you to get through a third of it? Honestly, quite long. She's quite leisurely drinking. Okay. So I think with... A th well, okay, this is somebody who doesn't drink. I'm going to say about half an hour. Half an hour to go through an entire uh, an entire bottle of wine? No, you said a third. A third, okay. Half an hour to go through a third of a bottle of wine. That's about two glasses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lara, what are you DMing me now? Okay. Uh, Anon, go ahead and make me a survival check. See if you can stay on on path whilst you are drinking. Sex. So no. Nope. You are actually heading directly for the castle. You're heading straight there. Well, they'll catch up. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. So, Meldir, what are you doing? Let's uh, let's hear from you for a little bit. I don't know if there's anything I need to do. Actually, you know what? I need to get to a... Magic store. Okay. So I guess I'll be going for the Arkness stream. Uh, yeah, sure. You can... You, sorry, I was... Uh... I was typing a sign. Uh, so you're heading for the Arcanist stream. Uh, you walk in and you see uh, Lady Amelia Visoran stood behind the uh, behind the counter, just sat on top of a stool, leaning over the, the the counter, just flicking through 
several sheets of parchment. So question, does anybody go with Meldir? I guess I'd probably follow him. Okay. She watches you go in uh, behind him. Ilera looks up and goes, Oh, um, <coughs> hey, 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 welcome. I haven't seen you for a while. Ilera just nods. We having a bad day? <laughs> I'd say we've been having a very bad week. Well, what can I do for you? My dear, there is a very rare and powerful item that I am searching for, and I am hoping you might have it. Well, I know of a lot of things. I have a lot of things. But as far as what those two separate individual bubbles overlap into, we'll have to find out. So what are you looking for? I am looking for something called the Orb of Dragonkind. Name doesn't ring a bell. You care to, uh, care to enlighten me? It's a very old, ancient relic from a very long time ago that was created by the elves. That essentially can trap a dragon's soul. Right. Okay. So you're you're referring to a draconic form of a a lich's phylactery. Some another. Yes. I have to be honest with you. Such an item hasn't been seen, at least by me, in the years that I've been doing this. Um. You know, the whole talk around dragons is pretty scarce. Any arcane research into them is, you know, maybe a little bit less scarce. But, uh, I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong, the wrong tree by asking me. I, I have no expertise in draconic magics whatsoever. Do you know anyone within town that might have any knowledge on ancient dragon items? Not within Amdale, no. Do you know who outside of Amdale would? Give me a second. She thinks to herself before saying... There, um, there may have been one guy. There was a, there was a sorcerer my family used to know some years back. He, he's in Greyport. It's a long way away from here, but he... 
he took a shining to draconic magics. He he collected a small handful of runes that I don't know whether he ever managed to decipher them or not or make any sense of them whatsoever, but he he spent decades looking into it. I don't know if he's still around or what became of him, but he's the only one I know. You said Greyport, correct? Yeah, that's the that's the bigger problem. You know, Greyport being on the east coast. Oh, I have means to get there in an instant. Well, that certainly helps if you were able to get out of the city. Oh, I can get out of the city. You wouldn't mind, like, making that knowledge public, would you? A lot of folks uh, are, really fuck. A lot of mm. folks are, you know, getting real antsy about the fact that we're having to be cooped up in Amdale for the next god knows how long. As far as knowledge of being able to go out, no. I do not need that knowledge being public. Well, that's a shame. I've been itching to get out of this city for a couple of days now. But then hey. Or I'll pipe up and say then you'll have to wait. I mean, I gathered that. But thanks for the reminder. I understand everyone is anxious to get either in or out of this city, but at the current time, it's probably not a good idea that anyone leaves or enters a city. But, seeing as how I created the very thing that's keeping the city the way it is, just know that we are doing the best we can to expedite this current predicament. She stands up off of the, the stool that she was sitting on, walks round to the, the front of the counter. Her face just awestruck. She looks and goes, so you, you... You created that dome. I created the items that created the dome. So that's a yes, then. More or less. You know, I've been trying to figure out enchantments like that on a different scale for years. And all of a sudden, the golden goose, in terms of abjurational enchantments, comes strolling through my door, connected to two people that... Oh my god, did I... Hilarity. How long have you known this guy? Lara looks up. Long enough. Well, Let's just say we met on the most interesting of circumstances. You don't fancy, you know, on the off chance. Um... Taking on an apprentice? <laughs> at the current moment, not at this time, but I will consider it further down the line. Cool, because uh... just just so you will, just so you understand as well, a lot of the magics that have been employed by said items are magics that 
are not of this realm. You're just making it even more and more and more interesting for me. Like you're 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 giving me reasons to just keep on asking you. With that being said, a lot of things do not need to alter the current timeline, so to speak. I tell you that's what. why no one has ever heard of me or a lot of the stuff that's been going on because I have made it that way since the times of York the Black. She looks you up and down before looking over to Lara and then back to you, Maldir, and says, York the Black hasn't been around for about 40 years. Don't question her. I'm I'm not. I'm just I was here before this entire capital was built. In fact, I helped build this entire capital. Okay. Okay. Well, shit. And I thought <laughs> And here's me thinking I was I was at the limit of what I could potentially learn. Small time enchantments, you know, basic level stuff, one or two mediocre level spells. I I'm sorry. No, that's 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 me being presumptuous. I, you've obviously got business to do. Um Yeah, um I'm sorry I couldn't help with your your dragon orb, but I just I don't I don't have any I don't have any experience in in that sort of field. Maybe you can help me with something. Sure. Well, I, well, I say sure. I can try. And you're one of two items. One that uh, that preferably don't have charges. Something to help my defense or something to help my health. And out of session DM, what I'm asking for is something to potentially enhance my AC or my actual hit points. Alara, what's your current AC? Well, that would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to DM me, that's fine. Uh, I have a rough, I have just... a rough feeling what it is. Oh, it, it, it's it's close to max. It took a little bit of damage from uh, Solomon Ray from the what from the. No, your AC. Not your hit points. My armor, my armor, right? My armor right now, with everything equipped, sixteen. When I have my mantle and my everything else equipped, it's a sixteen. What is your efficiency in plate armor? Uh, I don't think uh, Alara's got proficiency in plate armor. I don't. Well, that blows my idea out of the water because I have an item that I could have given you. But, never mind. Or essentially any plate guards that we'd... Uh, or like <laughs> Either whether it be shoulder guards or whether it be... Knee pads or something for an extra bit of fucking AC. <laughs> well, see, there's an there's an item in my inventory that I have, and Mayhem knows that I have this. 
called the plate armor armor of etherealness that I could have given you. Yeah. Okay. Uh anything for essentially more health or more defense or both because i've got the plat <laughs> amelia looks to you and says what and that fancy outfit you got there ain't enough to keep you safe alara alara just stares no reaction just stares wow okay wow tough grip wow seem like struck a nerve okay i'm i'll i'm not a comedian okay i'm trying um Give me a second. She rummages around in a couple of the the racks of jewelry that she's got before she pulls out this small, uh, polished gold, simple gold ring that's got a small chunk of onyx as the the decorative piece on the top of it. She so the it. onyx is a keep. Er. <laughs> she hands it to you and says. This is a ring of protection. Might make you a little tougher. I don't know. Depends what you're fighting. And the and the doesn't No, I'm just saying. Alara. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait to get this out of my system. Alara uh, uh-huh. is going to just look at Amelia. With a sort of action, it's like, is this the best you have? Not saying that, but giving that sort of look off. Really? Hang on. You see, she pulls out another rack, and it's a 6 by 10 rack of pieces of jewelry. And lifts up one of the small cushion pads that's got uh, a pair of earrings on it. Hands it to you, and she goes, same concept. Just a little bit more potent. They do the same thing, but they're more pricey and a little bit more efficient. Is that the best you have? At the moment, yeah. I will take that and I'll take the second best. Take the ring and the earrings. So you want both? Yes. What's the total price, Miss Vysorin? For the earrings, it would be... To be honest, Elara cuts her off. You owe me. After the last time I saw you, so I expect a discount. I owe you? I owe you for stepping in between me and my sister. Ah, fine. What's the price? What's the full price? You know, you're not exactly yourself today she's been going through some things miss vysor and you'll have to understand but just tell me the price please in terms of platinum earrings are 25 the ring is 10. there just bangs it on the table with an extra five plat she stares at the platinum pieces on the table and then looks to you and goes what did you do? Rob a fucking bank? Just so that there's no more ill will on this transaction, I will add another 30 plat on top of that. She stares at both of you and is like, 
Okay, okay, hold on. You see her flick her wrist and the shutters that are on the windows of the front of the, the shop just come slamming down and you hear the lock on the door click. Where the hell's telling you where the hell did you guys get all that money? Well Miss Adaragon here is a bounty hunter. Um. Easy Alara, it's fine. Not in a hostile way, but the shadow is going to come out and hold on to the disembarrowler's shoulders. Not in a hostile way, the disembarrowler isn't going to attack you or anything like that, but the shadow is just as a precaution holding on to the disembarrowler. At the same time, Mildred's going to turn around and put his hand on his other or her other shoulder and just be like, it's alright, but I got this. You come in here slamming down 60 plus platinum. As if it's nothing? On the other side of that, I am also the emissary and lord of the Frostglades. Okay, that explains... Ask me more. That explains you. You know, out of respect, I'm not gonna poke. I'm just gonna tell you. The way things have been going in the city the last couple of days, the way people have started acting, either you find a good place to put that money, or you keep it on a low profile. Trust me, there's a lot of good places that I'm going to be putting a lot of this money. She scoops the, the platinum into a, a small wooden box, places it under the, the counter, and you hear this low hum and a bright orange light emanating from the shelf and she just looks at you and goes well those pieces are yours they do both require attunement though so how many days and tell me they don't have charges oh no they're not they're not charge based no they're they're perpetual as long as you're attuned to them and as long as you're wearing them um, Two days attunement? No, I mean, you can start both of them at the same time and you can have it done by the time you go to bed. Good, thank you. And Alara is going to just... Okay, for roleplay purposes, I don't know if I ever had Dizembarler's ears pierced or not. <laughs> so can we just say for the sake of no, she's not had them pierced from what I can say. It I can just be, immediately for roleplay purposes just does it. It can be a, it can be a girl bonding moment between you and Anon later on. No, I want them on now. I need my defense. <laughs> I want my achievement. I demand Amelia to pierce my ears now. You do realize that you... You want me piercing her ears when I'm drunk. You never know. You may be better at it when you're drunk. Fine. Okay. For the sake... Right. You do okay, realize. I you do realize. You put them on now. You don't get the benefits of them for another eight hours. But it's still oh. less time if I put them on now than if I do later. Okay. If, and let me just say, if Anon does it, I have a bad feeling Alara's going to wake up in the morning with her nipples pierced. So, yeah. So, essentially, not, no ill will to pissed Anon here, but I kind of want them done decently. So, I will 
just for the sake of RP persons, I don't want to sort of like delay things too much. Can we just say that Amelia is able to pierce Alara's ears and yeah. earrings? Yeah, in? yeah, sure. Yeah. And then she'll put on that ring. So Alara's got three rings now. <laughs> uh, how many? How many items are you attuned to at the moment? Yeah, because I think the max is three. Yeah. Ring of Ravens, the two uh, the two magic spells cast on Alera as attacks can to be deflected. That one doesn't require that one doesn't one. that one doesn't require attunement. The Ring of Ravens so, does. So in that case it's just the Ring of Ravens and the ring now that I got from the store and the earrings. Right, so you're at three. Okay. I'm at I'm at the max, yeah. Cool. That works. Okay then. So as you exit, as you exit, before before Mildir leaves, he's going to turn to Miss Vysorn and ask, "What is by chance the name of the person in Greyport?" Frustratingly, I'm not the person to ask. My mother would be, but good luck getting past my sister in order to get an audience with her. I think I can manage. Well, if you get the chance, kick my sister in the shin for me, will you? <laughs> I might do more than that, but all right. I'm not going to ask any questions because I don't want to be an accomplice to anything. I'll see you guys later. Just for a to get your ears pierced, right? Yes. Right, okay, so the earrings are in and the rings. These are the middle of the tunements. That's good. Okay, cool. I will shut up now till we get home. <laughs> and Alara has her nipples pierced and... Uh-huh. Oh, so, I said ears, well, thank you very much, Mailder. Do not try and change this. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say that you guys arrive home. Uh, Anon is not with you. Anon, go ahead and make another survival check. Just in hindsight oh of that. Oh my god. <laughs> Just in hindsight of that role, I think Xeris is standing in the foyer with the stone on top of his head, tapping his head and spinning in a circle to get it to work. Just to find her. Funny um, thing is, funny thing is, Meldir, you know where Anon is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anon, I I you are now no longer headed towards the castle. You have headed due west and are headed back towards the agricultural sector. But it dawns yeah. on you. It dawns on you to that Meldir gave you that little or no, sorry. Uh you had been given that little locator stone. And she kind of So do you know that episode of Himim? Uh-huh. Where it's the St. Patrick's. St. Paddy's Day, right? And Barney comes out the dumpster. Oh my god. <laughs> this ain't my bedroom. Just busting out of the dumpster, brushing yourself off, and just being like, yep, I'm fucking awesome. So, Anna gets lost, goes into a dumpster, and then just crashes out. 
Okay. She made a wrong turn. Okay. Oh, for goodness sakes. <gasps> and is now trying to locate her stone. It's not working, so she's trying to put it on her head. But not getting reception. Oh my god. What okay, she hasn't realised is that it's upside down. <laughs> I, I know I said it was going to be quiet, but did you not give us uh, certain jewellery items to be able to track one another? I found out where we are. It was the stones. Yeah, it was the stones. Ah, yeah. It was the stones, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The thing she has on her head now, trying to get signal. Oh. Right. As you guys arrive home, uh, Anon, I'll say that it's going to take you, if you plan on going home, it's going to take you about an hour to drunkenly stumble your way there. Yep. So, Zaris, Elara, Meldir, as you all arrive back home, uh, Vlar is sat on the sofa she is uh sketching something in a, a large uh folder of parchment just casually and silently just sat entertaining herself as she hears you coming in she looks over her shoulder and says oh well wait a minute there's only three of you where's that on Chilling for goodness sakes. Guys, how did you lose her? Again? Technically, we didn't if these stones are supposed to work the way they're supposed to, but I will go and find her. Hang on, she'll she'll come back when she's ready. She does this. Ready, she'll come back. Might even be easier to explain a few things when she's gone. Well, coffee's in the pot. It's about 20 minutes old, but it should still be good and let, if you're wanting any. If not, that's okay. Do Meldir or Zaris want to do anything before I interject? Um, actually, there is one thing I would like to do. Um, Mayhem, I would like to contact Fogfang. Okay. So you're going to see Meldir reach up to the stone hanging around his neck, and he's going to clutch it, and you can see it glow. And he's essentially casting a long-range message through the lodestones to Fogfang. Mm-hmm. And he's going to ask Fogfang how the the queen and the prince are faring at the keep. Ah, my lord. So good to hear from you. Um, there's been a somewhat small snafu with the whole uh, safeguarding and transportation of uh, their highnesses, the prince and the her Majesty the Queen to Blackreach. Uh, it would appear that Her Majesty the Queen is having difficulty in getting her son to agree to tag along. And now His Majesty the King is, uh, how do I put this 
as delicately and as diplomatically as I can. He's having a domestic with them. Um, the young prince is distraught, and I do not. I I I off the. I, this is off the record, my lord, and I I. I state that so that I am technically immune from the consequences of my words from here on out. He's being a little brat. You're going to see Meldir in the midst of him still maintaining the message spell just kind of lower his head and shake it. When you say he's being a little brat... What do you mean? Where is the prince? Oh, 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 make no mistake, my lord. Um, both the queen and the prince are still in Amdale. Um, they are still within uh, the Sapphire Keep. Uh, the young prince has barricaded himself in his quarters uh, and has barricaded every point of entry known to everyone. Windows, doors, and... Um, has apparently removed several floorboards in order to barricade the windows. You're going to see Mildir kind of have that look on his face. I need to turn my... <sighs> when your player has to turn on their camera to fully express how they're feeling. <laughs> he has got the look of and you're going to see his left eye kind of twitch like that? <laughs> yep. And he's essentially just going to be like barricaded himself in his room and they are still in Omdale. I... I, I assure you, every effort was made in order to negotiate with the, the royal family in order to make their their transportation to Blackreach as swift and as painless. Not that there would have been any pain involved, I assure you, but as swift and as um, comfortable as was physically and diplomatically possible. However, both of them, that being... Her Majesty the Queen and His Majesty, or His Highness, um, the Young Prince, seem to have uh, personal objections to leaving their home. Mm -hmm. Um, there was actually that leads me on, my lord. Um. His Majesty the King did ask for someone to reach out to you or one of your compatriots. I... I am not sure whether that has happened yet or not. There has been a summons to the keep, but I do not know if that was part of it. I... However, the odds are roughly 50-50. Given that notion, once we do arrive at the keep, I will ascertain as to the issue that is going on. You, um, 
you may want to act in an observational capacity, my lord. There is talk of the High Commander stepping into, and I will use his exact words, um, convince the Prince of the best course of action. Oh, gods. He's of the same mindset of his grand of Alfred's grandfather. Oh yeah, yeah. It would appear so. Yes. Um, but for now, I must leave you. I am. Uh, I must check in with Brecken and uh, ensure that uh, the what we are calling the temporary quarters for the royal family are satisfactorily readied for their arrival um should i tell the should i tell the cooks to prepare a meal or do you think that that might be uh optimistic of me that'll be fine Fogfang. also i need you to inform brecken that we may need a bolster in security for the capital and you're looking to transport troops from Black Reach to Amdale. That is correct. Roughly how many? I say about a few squadrons, at least two to three hundred men. I will I will endeavor to see what Bracken can spare. I I doubt he will have any problems with that. Um if there's anything else, you know exactly how to reach me. Yes, and if there's any more issues like this, again, just contact me the next time. Given the nature of the task that you are undertaking along with the disemboweler, Anon, and um, that delightful blue tiefling, I, I didn't know whether you were going to be wrist deep in blood or whether you were... Um, negotiating your way through your task either way it's fine it's best that i know about these things beforehand before i find out through unnormal means entirely understandable i will update you whenever i have something to give you thank you fogfang and Meldur's going to sever the connection as you, as the, as the connection sours, you, you hear the words, good luck. Thanks. So, my guys, my players, my, my heroes, my pain, my pain's in my asshole. What are you doing? Can I, can I ask if Aaron is still outside at this moment? Aaron like, is still. She is. She would still be on her way home. With the to do the DM, I sent you about half an hour ago. Am I like to quickly explain that? You can go through that now. Yes. Right. So when we get in the house, the disembarler is going to say to Meldir and Zaris. Be seated. And Alara is going to go to the drinks cupboard and pour out three glasses of rum or whiskey, whatever. 
Places on the table in front of Zaris, Meldir, and herself. This Barla will sit down, and her shadow will come out, standing next to her. And whilst the shadow standing next to her, this Barla is going to point at the shadow, looking at Meldir and Zaris, and saying, "The shadow says you have concerns." Do I need to explain? Yeah. And she's looking at both of you guys saying, Do I you have con do you guys have that yeah, the shadow tells me you have concerns, do I need to explain myself? When it comes to me, Alara, um There really isn't much explanation, just there, more worry. There is no Alara. Shadow wishes to tell you two and keep Anon out of this. The Shadow is concerned for Anon's reaction. Alara. You remember when Alara was meditating before going to the coin? Did not speak to any of you. Correct? Mm hmm. Alara is here, but she's also not here because she has split herself in two. Shadow is Alara's knife side. Hearing side. She split herself so her dark side could have a body, could act. Only until the nomad is taken down. After then, we will rejoin and Alera will be back. But you need to let me do. I have to do. Well, that much I understand, Disembowler. I just... You have to understand where me and Zerus are coming from here on this, because we are concerned for you, that's all. Your friend will be back due time. But right now, as I stated, she is split in two. I side bad side. No split personality, no mask, just cut in half. Once the nomad is down, we will commit a ritual and bring us back to one. But I'm telling you now, it is going to get more brutal. You need to be ready. And Alara's going to take the drink and shot it. Demon thoughts? Demon thoughts. Poor <laughs> guy is just sitting here. He's been quiet most of the session and you just gone, Demon! Who's he, the Master Chief? Speak, <laughs> Demon! Come on, 117. 
I was going to call him 626, but okay. Permission to leave to leave the capital on what premise, Master? I would call him. <laughs> to give Zarius back in. <laughs> to give Zarius back his bomb. I'd call him 069, but... but uh, we'll, we'll, we should probably shut up and let Zarius speak. <laughs> Whatever you call yourself, Alara, Disemboweler, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me. I've kept quiet watching over the events that have transpired within the last few days because this what we are doing now mostly concerns you. This is your time to grow. So you made the decision to split your personality between your shadow figure and your physical corporeal form. Light and dark. And I'm going to be quite honest. The person who has the least say in this entire ordeal would be me. Because I am a figure that embodies not one, but two hosts. So... I don't have a say in this matter. I am concerned because of some decisions that you have made. Sure. But they're not my decisions to make. They're yours. You have to live with the consequences of your actions. Alara and the Disemboweler. At the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be the, the one who is having the dreams of the bloodstains of the people that you leave behind. Whether those be good dreams or bad, that's within your own conscience. I will tell you this, though, and this will pique your interests. Me and Meldir are not the ones that you need to be concerned with. It's the deities that abide with us that are the most concerned. They have made it known quite plainly that they do not approve of this decision. They do not like this form you have taken. Now, albeit, I went and said that, quite frankly, I'm not the one to go in and be the one to be the mediator in this, this event. While normally I am one to go and bring you back down and give you the wiser choice, 
and allow you to contemplate your decisions before you make action. This is not an area that I can do that in because I am one who has already been there and done that. Still am. And while I have no ill will against Meldir here, he is a good person. He is very strong and capable. He does not know you like me and Anon know you. He may have seen the things that you have seen, but that does not mean that he knows you the way that we do. So when one who knows you as well as we do states to you that there is not an answer that I can give you to fix this ordeal, that even the deities themselves do not approve of this. You take that with what you will, and you ponder, you meditate, and contemplate what you're doing. Elara is going to interrupt you slightly, Darius. Sorry, Medicine Barrel is going to interrupt you slightly. Slightly? Slightly. Elara put herself to me and into the shadow in order for her focus the rage and the hunt of her past and she set herself final part of her trial now when Alera comes back which albeit will be the shadow and myself joining each other She will be a mess. But in her eyes, from what I and the Shadow vaguely remember, it had to be done. She locked that past away from her for so long. And right now, Cyrus, Elera is asleep. She might not even remember this, she might remember this, who knows. Well, She's not here. You, I will tell you this, and this is the only thing that I'm going to say about this entire situation. Only thing. This is your story. This is not my story. I have my own tale to tell. This is not Meldir's place. This is not Anon's place. The decisions that you make is the tale that you will tell till now until the end of time. So if this is a decision that, as you have stated, Alara made in the best interests of what is to come in order to rid yourself of something that you have been 
afflicted with. I'm going to stand by whatever decision you make. I might not agree with it, but I will stand by you regardless. I will Bef not speak any more of this matter after today. Today, this is it. This is the last I will say of anything, period. What you do from here, after we leave this room, that is on your conscience, not mine. Our original form, knowing them, would probably make a request from you specifically, Zaris. Make sure after the Nomad is down that we bring her back. The only requests that our original form would ever probably ask of you. You're not going to have to worry about that. Because I've already stated <laughs> not just my deity but yours as well. They are going to make sure that it happens. In fact, I was told specifically to get this job done as quickly and efficiently as possible in order to do just that. So you don't have to ask me for a favor on that. I'm not going to lift a finger when it comes to that part. The moment that he is dead and his head rests in your hands, I promise you there are multiple deities who will come down personally if they have to to make sure that the two of you get put back together because they do not do not approve of this method at all but it was me who went and stated that it is not my place nor is it my business to intervene when I myself struggle daily with this very thing I have not one but two souls residing in this body that you're standing before you right now if I had my way right this given moment I would do exactly the same thing you did and split the two of us in half and have both of us have our own physical forms but I can't do that because the gods deemed it so. I am cursed. You had the opportunity to do that. So after today, this moment in this room, I will not speak not one more word on this matter. You will make your own decisions because you are an adult 
you know better and you make your own decisions based off what is best for you. If you have any questions regarding whether or not the decisions that you make are good or bad, then sure, you can ask us, not just me. You can ask Mel Deer, you can ask Anon, wherever the hell she's at. You can ask us and we will give you what we think the best course of action will be. You may not agree with what we say, but we will give it to you nonetheless. It's about this time that there's a clamber through the door. Anon, describe how you uh, arrive home. Chicken nuggies. There is a loud bang of the door. And then if you look round to see Anon, you will see her holding on for dear life of the doorknob. As she is half fallen in the threshold. Hold on. The two of you, Alara and Disembowler, the both of you, as far as I'm concerned, this conversation is over. I suggest that we get a good night's rest. You meditate and ponder on what was stated tonight. I it's will only the afternoon, Zyrus. We well, have to go to the keep. We'll, we'll meditate we'll go, after. We'll go to the keep, come back, sleep, meditate, whatever the case may be. But once that is all done, this conversation, that's the last we're going to talk about this. I will go and fix Anon now so that she is sobered up when we go to the keep. Vlar cuts you off and says, no need, hold on, I'll sort her out myself. Come here, Anon, get up, come on, sweetie. I, I, I am fine. I... See, I can stand with no hands. And on, you're laying on the floor with your face covered in shit. And on, sweetie, you're crawling around on the floor looking for the door. I think you need a little bit of help. Here, grab my hand. Thank you. As soon as you grab Vlar's hand, her hand is ice cold. And I all... And all... Like fuzziness of mind all of your your drunkenness is shocked out of your ah, system which a bit of warning if i'd given you a warning you wouldn't have taken my hand what the fuck it was like a brain freeze that started from your hand would you have rather me done the thing like we did last time no uh, okay then <laughs> Vlar looks at you and goes, Yeah, chill touch is a very useful spell. What the fuck? So, you guys sound like you got a shit day ahead of you. Now, 
if you've got stuff to do, I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm going to go have a nice, relaxing bath. Do not disturb me. No. Drew, are you good? Who the fuck are you calling Drow? Anon, are you good? I am good. What time is it? Uh, it is about... Oh, it's saying to the group, but alright, I'll ask DM what time is it. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Striking time! God damn. <laughs> You know what? There's oh, the another bottle of of wine and no, you you don't need shit. <laughs> what you need is a goddamn bottle of water. And IRL, you probably need a bottle of water too. <laughs> no, no, she's good. She's hydrated. Don't worry. Uh, oh yeah, she's hydrated. All right. I hope you're good because we're going to the fucking cop. Uh, going to the fucking keep. It's like. 2, 2.30, maybe 3 p.m. by this point. Oh, the joys. Unless there's anything else the rest of the party like to do until then. I know it's like, we got to be there like before 6. Like 5 or 6, but... I don't want to piss off Balin anymore, because otherwise I'll probably try and, try and attack him or something. So. <laughs> I would love to see that. Well... 2 against 1. <laughs> yeah, sure, if you're not counting the entirety of the Royal Guard, the Crown's Guard, and the military. Yeah, sure, it's two against one. Ah, uh, they'll go away or I'll taunt them a second time. Uh, Rob, uh, Meldir would like to maintain his political status. Why? Are you sure? Why? You're not attacking sure. Balin. Technically, you've gone against the Crown because you technically worked on the Disembowlers line of business. You took money. Well, have you have you given that money yet? I mean, I don't have to, but you know. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I might do, I might not, who knows? Way to go and piss off your comrades, huh? <laughs> You're lucky I'm already filthy rich anyway. <laughs> you can upgrade my gear. <laughs> upgrade it yourself. You just got a shit ton of money. You should be buying Zarus upgrades for all the help he's given you. Oh no, Zarus has actually made a deal, which I'll be cashing in at some point. Well, Alera will be cashing in at some you point. Know, you know, you know. Let me just go ahead and clarify this now. I has no money, so th the only deals that I'm going to be making. You could use your magic jobs. into the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Cool, get it? Cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you guys make, make your for a plat. You guys make your way over to the Sapphire Keep. <clears throat> you guys one plat, one plat. As you arrive at the the Sapphire Keep courthouse or the, uh, yeah, in the, the courthouse or, I'm I'm losing my words today. Leave me alone. Uh, courtyard. That's the one I was looking for. Not courthouse. How the fuck did I get there? I object. Shut the fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Overruled. Shut up, Amber Heard. You are the father. What? Excuse me. <laughs> Ain't nobody calling me. Our ducky me got stung down. by a bee. Ain't nobody calling me daddy. <laughs> anyway, you as right. you arrive, as you arrive at the courtyard. Uh, Balin is waiting for you. 
as he as he watches you all arrive, he looks to you and says, "Well, oh, thank you, first of all, for showing up." Just so that we're clear on this, um, Meldir has not physically met Balin. Oh, no, you haven't. You've heard him screaming in the corridor, though, when you arrived. Yeah. I heard him screaming. I never physically met him. To which he looks to you and says, You must be the new recruit. Yes, Lord Meldir Traverse of the Frost Plains. Well, I'm sure your compatriots have already explained as to who I am, so. I have an inkling. Well, Lord Travaris, welcome back to Lambdale. I'm sure you wish that it was under better circumstances. However, you'd play with the hand that you're dealt. I'm very good at poker. Well, let's uh, let's hope that we can bluff our way out of this uh, current predicament, then, shall we? It's Aragon. Do you think that we can set aside our disdain for each other and keep it civil for the next while? Elera is just going to stare at Balin. No nodding. Yes, no nodding. No, it's just going to stare at Balin. He can work that out. <sighs> Mr. Longstrider, I understand that the camaraderie between myself and your group may be lacking, to say the least. But, be that as it may, His Majesty has not seen it fit yet to remove the authority that you have under me. I am not here to flex my position. I am here merely to act as the intermediary in what I predict, given the air that surrounds all of you today, could become a very volatile confrontation between you and his majesty the king this situation is dire and i will set your minds all at ease i am here to escort you there and i am not going to be present for the conversation i have made my thoughts on it abundantly clear but it seems as though my opinion and my thought holds as little weight as a very thin piece of string. So. I will leave you. At the gates or the, the door to the throne room. And excuse myself. But I do ask. And he's he's beginning to walk with you. As he changes subject. He looks to all of you and says. There's been some commotion around the city as of late. I've heard talks of a group of individuals that have both threatened and de-escalated tensions between the Crown's Guard and the general public. 
Now, from what I've managed to piece together, that would refer to all of you. I am thankful that you managed to quell what could have been a spark of a riot between the population and the Crown's Guard today. But I'm alarmed that a street preacher had his life threatened. This is not normal behavior. You'll have to forgive me for saying, but I kind of expected better of you. At your session, DM? Mm-hmm. Are you referring to the dwarf that Alara picked up and dropped? Yeah, the little street preacher. <clears throat> Another Alara will make no comment. <laughs> Straight face, no comment, because with Balin being linked with the Deceiver and all that, she ain't gonna say shit to him. Okay. As I said, that, that jail cell triggered the first of many changes within her, so... Yeah. Nothing to Balin. As you're led through the, the hallways of the Sapphire Keep, he actually looks to his left and looks to you, Alara, and says, In your silent stupor, it may actually please you to know that I've managed to get you out of a predicament that you find yourself in. I have managed to talk to Lady Ilya Vysorin and convince her not to pursue any restrictive action against you for the actions that took place at Vysorin Manor. You do not need to thank me, I'm not expecting you to, and you probably will not, but I thought it wise to at least update you on the situation. Okay, I'll break the silence. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break the silence and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stop say, her. <laughs> I'm not gonna say not in a hostile way. If I have to, I'll cast a spell. No, Elera, not in a hostile way. I'm preparing command as we speak. I'm preparing I'm fucking... I'm no, no, like, Elera's, like, Elera's at... No, like, <laughs> Disembiler isn't... Right, I'm just gonna say this, and it is my at. The Disembiler is not going to threaten or say anything hostile to Balin. At all. She is going to say... And this might be a bit confusing for Balin. Elera wishes to speak to Ilya herself. If she'll be accepting. He looks to Zyrus and says, Is there any reason as to why she is talking in the third person? That's confidential. I will attest to that. That is... That is a matter that is between the four of us. That is something that I am con basically stating as need to know. Very well. Uh, I will respect your privacy and I will probe no more. So. See, you didn't have to cast a spell on me, see? It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't being aggressive for once. Uh-huh. Anyway, as you arrive at the... Uh, the door to the throne room, Balin looks at you and says, Well, it's time for me to take my leave. Please do not forget. The situation at hand is dire. And again, I'm not trying to flex. 
in the grand scheme of things, you do still technically answer to me. On an official oh, capacity. Oh, oh. So, if the time comes for something official is to be asked of you, it would be professional for you to respond appropriately. And he turns and begins to walk down the corridor. Melder's gonna mutter Sam. under his breath, I'll show you professional and who has the higher rank here, boy. Chris <laughs> looks to the disemboweler and whispers in her ear and says, Let's make it a note that if we get out of this in one piece and we are given permission. I want his head on a platter. Disembarler. I force that. Disembarler smiles. The minute he finished his chapter in the cell, already put that thought in our heads. So. It'll be done. As you enter the throne room. You're greeted with the sight of His Majesty King Alfred, the High Commander, Ivar, the Grand Seer, Marius Starborn, the Grand Justice, Cassilius Sly, and two other unidentified members of the Vardorian military that, based upon the garms that they are wearing and the uniforms, you can assume they are of a officer's rank. As you make your way to the table, the, the group begin to notice and address you with Alfred looking at you going, Ah, yes, finally. <sighs> Welcome. Um, please, I, I am beyond exhausted. I am beyond frustrated and I think it is best what more and most wise if uh if you all direct your attention to to the high commander you see evar looming over a map of vardor all four continents and you see as he has been placing little pins on the continent of zairi more specifically on roads leading to and from the city Ivar looks to all of you and says, I'm going to cut to the chase. Lord Travaris, you are not going to like what I have to say, but please listen to me in full before you cast your judgment. The barrier that you have placed around the city that was triggered by the Grand Seer to protect us after the attack needs to be dispelled. The Grand Seer looks to you all and says, The High Commander has alerted me to a convoy of vital military supplies that are crucial to maintaining both military morale and troop health. That, as well as the delayed shipments of raw materials into the city is starting to 
have the same effects upon the population as an extensive siege. I'm sorry, do you not realize the risk you do by dispelling that? Do you Salathir's not... at large. Salathir is running out there. We have a chance to capture him. Even for a millisecond, if that field goes down, he's out. Adaragon. <laughs> Let me explain. You see, Ivar looks to you, not with uh, a frustration in his voice, but uh, a pleading. He looks to you and says, allow me to explain. Yes, you are correct. The, dis the dispelling of this barrier drops our one card that we hold close to our chest and gives Salothir the opportunity to flee. But I am not talking about dispelling this barrier immediately. The dispelling of this barrier will take time. The severing of the connection between the stones placed around the city and the barrier itself can be done instantaneously. However, for the barrier to be fully dissolved, that will take roughly 18 hours. The erection of this barrier is instantaneous, but the disapparation of it takes time as the arcane energies bleed out of existence. That is why I urge all of us to recognize and understand the necessity for the convoys that are waiting outside the city to be allowed in. And they can only be allowed in if this barrier does not exist. Our troops are starting to wane. Our population in the city is running out of its raw materials. We are losing fresh produce. We are losing vital imports. We are losing fuels. And we are losing gold. As this... far as getting in, Ivar, you are incorrect. This barrier does not need to go down. You lead me on to the second half of the, the argument, Maldir. The reason why convoys need to leave. There are certain regions bordering around the city, the capital, that we often and frequently deliver supplies to. To send them via arcane means would be a bigger waste of our resources than by sending them through physical convoys. This is a system that was already determined by His Majesty the King years ago. It is a system and a routine that has been tried, tested, and proven efficient. Yes, we need the resources to come in, but the people outside of Amdale need the resources to go out. And as much as you are going to curse me, and as much as you are going to resent the decision... Those of us on the High Council have deemed it worthy that the barrier be dispelled. DM, I have a really, really quick question. Hmm. What hair color does Ilya have? I believe I've told you many, 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 many times. Ilya just, has. Just wanna... Ilya has black hair. Right. Okay. Because I'm going to my next point. So this is going to go for a really big long shot here. If the barrier is going to take 18 hours to go down, 
and whether she'll allow it, I am going to need Ilya Vysorin's help. Alfred looks to you and says, Lady Vysorin, as we have stated many a time, Alara does not hold an official capacity here. I know, but for a matter of my own, I need her assistance. It was the understanding of myself and the council that you were at aggressive odds with Lady Vysorin. There's no time for that anymore. If we're to hunt down Salithir, I'm going to need her help. Then we will, she wishes to help. We will do our best in order to reach out to Lady Vysorin. However, we do not at current time have an immediate line of contact with her. Very well. What I am saying to you, Alara, what I'm saying to all of you, is the timeline has been expedited. Instead of two days, you now have 18 hours. Sunrise tomorrow. The barrier will be gone. So whatever efforts you have made in tracking down south here, you need to act on them now. DM, I need you. I need to ask if you trust me. I trust all of you. Elera is just going to say, get the chance, get Elera, get Ilya to reach out to me. But if there's nothing further, I will take my leave. The uh, the high commander looks to you and says, a Daragon. Just how much progress have you made in your hunt? I'd hate for the last two days to have been for nothing. There's... Now you're going to see Elera in a... Not aggressive manner, but slight... Miffed off attitude, but not aimed towards anyone. But you'd be able to see that there's a sort of vocal change in her. I am making progress. That's all I needed to know. And if there's nothing, and I will illustrate this, this says, if there's nothing else, I will take my leave. <laughs> so. What do the rest of you guys do? Is the king there? Yes. Um, Anon goes up to the king. Uh-huh. Your majesty. Yes, Anon. I I believe you are having some trouble getting your son and wife to safety. There is a heavy, heavy sigh, and you see his shoulders drop, and he just goes, "You um, you could say that." Would you allow me a chance? A chance to do what? to change his mind. As flattering and as generous as your offer is, 
believe your friend needs you a little bit more than I do. Okay. Well, you know where to find me if you change your mind. Of course. Disembowler, where are you going? Just waiting at the entrance. In the castle grounds area, the, the courtyard bit. Now, don't laugh at this. Is there a is there a no smoking policy out in the grounds? No. Then Alera is just gonna be standing there smoking. Not trying to grab anyone's attention, not really paying attention herself. She the disembarrer is just smoking. Okay. Because Commander of the Sword, she doesn't trust now after, you know, the whole Wrathborn thing and happened in the Ark. Uh, Balin, she doesn't trust. The King's probably the only one she vaguely trusts. But, and the Grand Seer, but... Nah, she's struggling to trust a lot of them, so... Okay. So she's just outside waiting the entrance smoking. Okay. I'll say that it's a couple minutes before all of your, your friends come out to join you. Actually, Meldir is going to be hanging back. Okay. Marius. Lord Traveris. When you need, I will send arcane mages to you to work on the lodestone barriers. We have mages capable of dissolving the enchantment. But at the same time, I don't know what effect they will have on the lodestones, which is why I would like my pages who are adept at the actual lodestones themselves to be present. Well, if you can get them here within the hour, then that I would be most ideal. I can get them here right now. Give them, give them the hour. There is no need to... There's no need to make it as instantaneous as you might wish to. Very well. The king and the council have made their decision. As polarizing as the decision may be, it is a decision that has been made. Let's just hope that you and your compatriots are lucky enough to fulfill your mission in the time that you have left. It's last minute, but I believe I've made things work faster before. So it's nothing new to me. So. Disaster foursome. God, that didn't sound right. Alara, how are you leading your team? With it. Oh, this barrel has got a lot on her mind. You got what? A lot on her mind just now. She's thinking, do I go to that market thing just now? Do I try... Uh... <sighs> there's there's a couple of things on her mind. Top of the chain, getting the Nomad killed and... and capturing Salathir, potentially murdering him very, very brutally. Two, finding the remaining two... Targets on her list. So going through all the info. 
and three. Who the fuck is the Commandant? In her mind, now... <clears throat> when Glon had mentioned to Disembarrowler about the Commandant being a red-haired snooty woman, uh -huh. immediately, without any real evidence, Elera was kind of assuming Cal as the Commandant, but that's a very far-fetched guess, so... But she's not really going to trust Kala until the Commandant is down, so... Her next thing on the list is really to go after the next target target in the market, but also in the very, very back of her mind, she's wondering what's happened to her old friend, slash barkeep Bran. So it's a mix of things going on in her head. I can't really say what the distinctive thing is she's thinking of, apart from going after the next target, really. Well, <laughs> is that what you want to go on? I think that'd be the next best thing, because we've only got fucking 18 hours. That you do. And the two other the two other people on that contract were... South was effectively, just really bad explaining it, effectively in their custody. Under their protection, so what are the odds? This is far fetched. What are the odds that both of them are there? You might be both out, them then, and the nomad are there. We don't know, so that'll be yeah, that'll be probably yeah. hilarious. Go and also, she's got a new weapon as well, it should be quite interesting to test out. So, okay, but I, I, I should have stated at the home, she would have taken her. She's still got a rusted sword attached, but she takes her gold, uh, her sort of her, her very fancy uh, short sword, and she's left that in the house, and she's put the whip in a, in a proper sort of holder. Okay. That now, so she's mainly just got the rapier, the whip, and the rusted sword, which is you used to cut your dinner. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, roll Next me thing. a. Make me a survival check. Oh, okay. Less than that. This will be for you trying to track down the location of the bazaar uh, that the uh, the bar twelve. Twelve. You've got a rough idea. It's not a precise location, but you've got a a bearing of sorts. I will state in this mode that she's put the Madonna back over her nose and mouth and chin again. Okay. That's the state. So. So. Okay. So as as all four of you make your way into the economic sector, Alara's guiding you in the vaguest directional way possible northwest. After about half hour of walking, Alara, go ahead and roll that again. Natural 20. Nice. Wait, have you really got a plus zero for your wisdom modifier? Said survival, so that's what uh huh. survival you... is wisdom. Yeah, I thought yeah, you had my a... wisdom why wisdom zero? Yeah. Alara, as you make your way into the market regions, none of them none of them feel right. But after about an hour fifteen, twenty minutes of wandering 
you instinctively veer off to your right and you you make your way through several streets and alleys before you you stop and i'm actually going to switch you over to uh the map you know what where is i hate this new loadout for roll 20 i hate the new uh the new system that it's using it just doesn't work properly or it's just not right so move you guys over to here welcome to the bazaar the bustling marketplace that Alara has uh, instinctively steered you all toward. Alara, what are you doing? I'd like to roll a perception so I can see if there's anything dodgy. Okay. I don't like how that one woman's token is looking at mine. <laughs> That's very sus. I just realized which one you're talking about. A 14? 14? A lot of the people here that are visible to you just seem to be either merchants or uh, general public going about their business. Fucking moth flying in front of my face. Jesus Christ. Um, but there seems to be a cluster of individuals on the, the top left-hand corner of the marketplace that are just standing, looking out over the crowd. Then fuck it, Agent of Chaos, that's where I'm going. Okay. Oh, boy. I would like to roll stealth. Okay. 18. 18. Okay, nice one. Alara, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just seeing if I'm harboring a reaction from any of them. If they're, if they're the ones that are just staring. Okay, I'm going to be a dick. Show me the route that you took in order to get there. You're going that way? Okay, stop that. Stop. Go back a square. As soon as you get there, Aletta... So, Elara, you're walking around this left-hand side of the fountain that holds itself in the center of this courtyard. As soon as you get about 20 feet from the stall that's in front of you, you watch this one individual wearing a bandana of his own, covering his nose, his mouth, shoulder-length hair, tattered, uh, dull brown uh, sleeveless work shirt just sort of step in front of you and you see the fl the flickering flash of steel on his belt as he maneuvers it ever so slightly in a, a cautionary maneuver of stay where you are excuse me He begins speaking in a language that I don't think you understand. What language? 
Wow. If I told you, that would be telling. Well, I speak too, so can I would help if I could pick up? <laughs> well, I can take a guess. I can say that this is definitely not one of the ones that you understand. Okay. Go with it. And Miller will, uh, will say, excuse me? In broken common, the gist of what you get back is, back off. Under whose command? It's at this point that you see this roughly six and a half foot tall, very well-built uh individual step beside him and sort of just act as a almost like a second part of a roadblock under whose command this larger individual steps between you and the one that you were previously talking to by this point the the women that have been around you have sort of dispersed a little bit and it's just you and these two individuals, and you see the larger one just look down to you and says, I think it's time for you to leave. I'm here for an audience with Nulla Kurta. You're expecting me. Do I have make a right a, to be here? Make a deception check. In a way it is, in a way it isn't. Because You're, they are kind of expecting me. Are for they pain. though? <laughs> make, no, a, make a yeah, make a deception check. Twenty four. Okay. <clears throat> okay. He steps aside. Where are they? It's at this point that you see both of them turn behind them and this short but well-built man, bald with a large gray and white beard, begins to step forward before he is standing directly in front of you. Now, to, to clarify, he comes to about sternum height on you, Elera. He's not a dwarf, but he's, he's not the tallest of humans. He just looks to you and says, What do you want? Nulakurta. Who's asking? The disemboweler. I need you, everybody, to roll initiative. Twenty. Dirty twenty. A dirty twenty? Nice. Where the hell did they put the fucking There it is. Oh it automatically puts your, your player tokens on. Holy shit! Okay. Hold on. Uh 
Get rid of that. Right, so Maldir rolled a 14. Zyrus, what about you? 18. 18, beautiful. Anon. 17. 17. Eletta with the dirty 20. So, so far, that is our initiative order. Uh,. The gentleman in front of Ilera. Hold a 16. Gentleman to Ilera's left. Rolled a 7. Uh, this fellow rolled on that one, so he'll be going last regardless. And then this final guy rolled a five. So, initiative as it stands. Uh, I'm not showing on the turn order. It's just yeah, the, I was about to say, it's just showing the enemies. It's not showing any of us. I can see all of you. Why? I can only see the baddies. Count eight, sort. Oh, we've got the you gotta be 16, kidding 7, me. 5, 3. Right, hold on. Add turn. Add turn. Add turn. Add turn. 20 for a ladder. Zyrus, remind me. 18. 18. Uh, Anon, 17. Meldir, 14. Are you seeing it now? Yes. I can see her, We can see ourselves now, yeah. Right, okay. I have no idea why it didn't do it the first time. I mean, but... it said the count eight, but then it just wasn't showing our characters. So. Right. So, initiative. We got a letter. Zarus, Anon, Nola Quarta, or Matthias Cruces, uh, Meldir, and then the three henchmen that are on the street at the moment. So, Elera, top of the initiative, what are you doing in response? Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to summon my shadow. Which I probably should say that's going to happen to start of combat anyway, so I'm sorry if you haven't had another no, no, you're fine. token there. So my shadow would stand to not the guy in front of me, but the guy to the left of me. So the shadow would stand behind them. So if you're just gonna there. Yep, 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 yep. Controlled so I'll do the by the ladder. There you go. So I'll let the shadow do its attack first on the token in front of it. So the one to Elera's left. Do the top just okay. A five, that's a miss. So, Alera is going to use her new fangled toy. <laughs> uh, the whip for the guy right in front of her. 
so I'll do the first attack there. Now, if I just get the stats here correctly, it is d20 plus dex plus proficiency. That'd be a d20 plus or total. 14? Doesn't hit, unfortunately. I'll do another attack then, because I get two attacks for my fighter stance, so second attack. 12, that's also a miss. Doesn't hit, unfortunately. It's Alera's new toy, so she's <laughs> just getting swings of it, so she... You're not used to the weight balance in it yet. So she, she sort of casts her out, it's like, ah, the fuck? <laughs> Alright, anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Uh, yes, uh, I... Alera will move. Hold on. This character there, that one there, is... Are they an enemy? No, just a member of the public. No. So Alara's going to move back and give an opportunity attack to the guy in front. Okay. So she's moved about... So... Uh, five feet back. As you take that step back, you watch as uh, Matthias Cruces leans forward and goes to swing a haymaker at rib level, floating rib level, so right at the bottom of your rib cage. 18 to hit. Galera? Thou art muted. Thou art definitely muted. I I said, uh, it's, it's not been eight hours yet, has it, since I put the jewellery on? No, it's not. <laughs> Funnily enough, no, it hasn't. No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so, uh, damage-wise, that is going to be... Nine points of the bludgeoning damage. He's also going to expend a key point uh, to make that a stunning strike so i need you to roll me a constitution saving throw nine fail give me one second uh where is it ah there it is i don't know why i was looking there but Okay, so since you failed the uh, the Constitution saving throw, you are classed as stunned. A stunned creature is incapacitated. Uh, see the the condition. You cannot move and can speak only falteringly. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls against the creature have disadvantage. You can roll. Uh, at the start of your next turn in order to get out of it. Um, but for now, your class is stunned. So before I do those saving rules, could I still have control of the shadow to attack on my turn? Uh, so the con save is at the very beginning of your turn. I believe you can still attack with your shadow. It's just a disadvantage. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So, Cool. Zarus, you're up next with Anon on deck. Question. Yes, sir. Has it been a full 24 hours yet? Uh, no, this is still the same day that you fought the Revenant. Cool. I have over 200 HP. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I would like to 
Tis but a scratch. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. Yeah. It's uh, going to be like uh, Iron Man just dis- deflecting a BB pellet off of him. <laughs> brush. Uh, bonus action summon uh, Coldor. 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 I'm just going to put him. Like I'm going to stick him beside you just because you didn't specify where you wanted him. I feel like we're going to need some heavy lifters, so. Uh, I am Goldor. 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 I still don't like the way that woman's token is looking at my token. (laughs) She's like, come here, pretty boy. (laughs) Make your mother talk. Oh, Jesus, don't ever say that again. It's got a nice pee-pee bowl, JSMR. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're you're, you're stunned. You can only talk falteringly. Stop being... Oh, no. Uh, No, no, no. God is speaking. Well, one of the gods is speaking just now. (laughs) So all Meldir heard is... Zaris. Zaris, that's, your, that's your bonus so that, action. Bonus action, yes. Uh, so for my action, I am going to move. He- what the hell? What? Oh, I do not like that at all. So when I move my token, it leaves a blur, and I don't like that. That's, oh, uh, I, I need to leave. I need to get rid of that at some point. That's rule twenty saying fastest. No, queen. that might be a that might be a Zaris thing. That's not happening. I'm moving these tokens, and there's no blur. How dare you move the shadow? Shameful. It, it might just be me. <laughs> uh, so question: Is that guy? Oh yeah, I'm lagging really fucking bad. Um. Is this guy next to Alara like one of the bad guys, or is this he guy? just a random? No, he's just a yeah. he's just a member of the public. Okay, I might need to change a tactic then. Um, Gee, it's almost like it's almost like the DM came up with a tactic to make you guys think. Well, it's not even that. It's the where's the ruler? Oh yeah, I don't like this shit at all. This is. Okay, yeah, I can move right there. So I'm just going to move one square over instead. And I don't like where this is going. So... Where is... Okay. Cool. Perfect. So I don't know if you can see it or not, but I've made the cone. Yep, I see it. Cool. So I'm going to use Ice Wave on that cone, which will hit the th- these three guys that were in that cone. It won't hit the shadow and it won't hit Alara. Okay. But it will hit all three of those guys that are standing in that box uh, within the 15 foot cone. Okay. 
uh, each of them needs to make a dexterity saving throw with the biggest one getting disadvantage from the ring because I will free action middle finger. So big um, guy gets uh, big guy gets disadvantage. The other two get normal, yes. So for the big guy, uh, that is a nine. Fail. For Matthias Cruces, who is on the the right of the big guy. That's a 21. Uh, that passes. And for the guy behind Crucis, 18. It just makes it. Okay. So the two who pass will only get the 1d6 cold damage. The big guy will lose half of his speed. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'll, uh, reduced by 10 feet. I was looking at the spell next to it. So his his speed is reduced by 10. Um, and all three of them will take 1d6 cold damage. Okay. Where is their... There it is. Uh, six. Maxed six? Out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they'll each take six points of cold damage. The big guy's speed is reduced by ten. Uh, that is my action, bonus action, uh, free action, movement. So I am done, and I'm gonna figure out world twenty and get this shit to where it stops lagging. Yeah, this there's there's been a major update to the features in world twenty, and I don't think I like them. <laughs> I some, don't like them at all. So, I'm sorry. Some of them I do, but there's other ones that I don't. So I'm just gonna reset my roll twenty and then try to come back in. So. Cool. I guess we just have to roll with it. Very funny. Anon, you're up next. You're on. Yeah, Anon, you're up with uh with Matthias Crucis on deck. Okay, so I'm just going to go for the guy that I just pointed to. Okay. 17 to hit with my crossbow. 17 okay. hits. And then 10 damage. You're going to need to give me uno momento. I got kicked out of roll 20. Lol. Don't you lull me. Would you rather a hearty har har har? I'd rather A not. good chuckle, good sir! <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Tis funny, my good fellow! Tis right. rather lull-worthy, yes! <laughs> Alright, 10 damage, you sons of bitches. Anything else back I into stealth. Back into stealth, okay. How roguish of you. Okay. Mul Matthias Cruces Nalaquarta. First attack of the combat. So he is going to close in the gap with Eleta and is going to make two unarmed attacks against her. Elera, that is a twenty-one. And a nat 20. Both hit. So, damage for the non nat 20. 
is 12 points of bludgeoning damage. And mm -hmm. the natural 20 is 15 points of bludgeoning damage. He is going to spend another key point, Step of the Wind, to disengage, which means that he will not provoke uh, attack of opportunity. And he is going to move back... 5, 10, 15, 15 feet. Uh, Meldir, you are up with the big guy on deck. Oh, joy. Okay, so... I am going to have Meldir. Both pairs of his celestial wings are coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have him fly to about right here. Hover above the fountain. Okay. And what I want to do is I want to cast Pass Wall underneath this guy right here. Okay. So I'm putting him in a 20-foot pitfall. Okay, so he's just dropping down 20 feet? He is just essentially falling into a 20-foot pit. So that will be 2d6 uh, fall damage that he takes. Oh, that did not roll. So that is 3. And another 2 makes 5. Let uh, me just see what my... Okay, my flying speed is 40 feet. Okay. So, with that being said... I'm going to move down to right here. Actually, why is it not snapping to center? No idea. I'm going to burn a charge in Ring of Mage Burst. And I want to cast... Let's see here. I got an idea. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna cast. No, no, I ain't gonna do that. No. No, not that one. I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. On? This guy. Big guy? Okay. Yep. 
And I have three rays of fire, so I have to make rolls to see if all three hit on him. Okay. Well, I don't know why I did that, but 28 to hit. The hell? It was a 15 plus 13, so 28. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, 28 definitely hits. Okay. And the second one, 19 to hit. Definitely hits. And the last one, dirty 20. Definitely hits. All right, so that first one is going to be the five damage that, for some reason, rolled with it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And I'll roll the damages for the other two. So the other one is going to be six. Okay. And the last one will be six. Okay. Duly noted. So, anything else you like to do with your turn? Okay. Hey, give me a second. Uh, da, 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 da. Do I have any? Oh, no, I don't. Okay. Yep, that's it. All right, big guy's turn. Uh, he is going to. He didn't much like being frozen over so he's going to go and uh take a swing at Zarus. that is a 17 to hit you said 17 yes sir just hits okay that is nine points of bludgeoning damage as you feel his fist connect with the uh the like the the part of the rib cage that just merges with your with your armpit so, so. that tickled that's cool <laughs> don't worry i've got some stuff Damn planned mosquitoes. i got some stuff planned don't you worry okay so next guy the guy that initially told Alara to back off is going to unsheath a small dagger and Ilara, you're going to get an opportunity attack through your shadow here as he steps out of the space from it. I do have a quick question, though, about the shadow. Uh-huh. Now, we know the shadow's got its own version of the rapier, but would it have a shadow version of everything that Ilara has equipped? No. No. Good to know. It's no. Right, okay. So I'll do an opportunity attack all just now, then. 18. That hits. Okay, perfecto. So I will do the... Or... Yeah. Eight. Eight points of damage. Nice. Gotcha. Okay. So as he makes his way, as he closes in on Larry, you see he pulls out a short... Uh, 
simple looking dagger and he's going to take a stab towards Elada. It's going to be a 19 to hit. Mm, I think that hits. For nine points of piercing damage. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, with his turn over, we go to the uh, enforcer that is at the back. With Elera on deck, he is going to... Actually? Yeah. He is going to retreat underneath this little uh, triangular ceiling. And Anon, you see him run into the building through a side door. Uh, and that is him for the moment. Larry, you're up. So I need to do my you con make, save roll then. Yes, you need to do another con save. 17. You pass. You're no longer stunned. So what can I not do then on this turn? Because that, that, was that a kind of my action or movement standing? No, no, there? no, no, no. Any saving throws that you have to do at the start of your turn, they're uh, they're completely separate from the the action economy. So you've you've okay. got you've got everything at your disposal. So, whip attack on the motherfucker right in front of me. Uh, okay. A ten. That's a fail. That doesn't. I'll do another attack. Just whip it. Nine. That's a complete fail. So Alara's still not got hold of this fucking whip yet. No, you haven't. Uh, but whip it the good. shadow is going to move behind that guy and do the attack with the rapier. For a nine. Doesn't hit. Ah, uh, damn it. Uh, right, so I'm going to take a massive risk. Delera is... Why isn't it letting me move my... Oh, I don't like the way the icons have moved their places here. Delera is going to move back, and obviously there's going to be an opportunity to attack there, so... Yep, so that is going to be... Actually, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five, ten... Boom. I can do the... I can do this. I'm going to go next to Coldor. Okay. Cold door. That's a 21 to hit. <laughs> mm, yeah, it does hit. For seven points of piercing damage. Fine, that's, that's fine. So, anything else? Well, I can't do any other spells. I can't do any movements. Uh... So, Cold door, you come here often? Cold door. Cold door. Hold on. Nothing I see fit to use, just... Oh, um... The hell was oh, that noise? <laughs> no, there was something I think I was going to do, but I'm not going to go back. Blair a polymorph into a motorcycle. Fuck off. Well, you've used, you've used your action, you've used your bonus action, yeah, no, you've no, used your movement. Some, there was something else I could do, but I'm holding on that just now. I'm holding on to it. Right. So, okay. in turn. So, Zarus, you're up next with Anon on deck. Alright, so the only guys that we're trying to hit now is... Big guy, bandana guy, uh, other bandana guy is gone, and you've got Matthias Cruces over here as well. And Matthias Cruces is in a 20-foot hole at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> um... So... 
I'm gonna go ahead and do the bonus action. Mm-hmm. Move Coldor here. Okay. Uh, Coldor can make two attacks. And... I'm going to hit the the little guy first, then the big guy. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh. Twenty four to hit the little guy. Yep, definitely hits. Okay. I'm gonna wait on the second roll. Because depending on what happens next will determine how badly the big guy gets hit. So. <laughs> two, three. And then. Nope. Nope. Okay, there it is. Alright, so the damage first. So 3d6. Uh, so 10 bludgeoning. No, hold up. 15 bludgeoning because I forgot the uh, modifier. Okay. So 15 bludgeoning plus uh, a 10 cold. Okay. Then he needs to make a. Um, so I'm doing a grapple check. That's so it'd be automatic. Strength check, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. Right. It'd be, uh, I think it would be athletics. Yeah, because athletics is strength based. 15. Uh, does not make it. Oh, cool. Okay. Alright, so, uh, basically what you'll see is, is that Coldor is going to grab him by his neck and shove him into his chest, and you're just gonna see this guy frozen, and he's, like, pressed up against his chest, like... <laughs> uh, but essentially what that does is it makes it to where that the creature within his chest cavity is restrained. Uh, at okay. the end of each of your turns for that character, you have to make a, uh, constitution saving throw, uh, with disadvantage. On a fail save, you take, for that character, 48 points of cold damage and become petrified if you go to zero HP. Okay. Uh, uh... Then, once you become petrified, you are removed from the golem's cavity. While within the golem's cavity... Okay, cool. So, I had to, re I had to read this part. So, while he is inside of the chest cavity, and he is making the con saving throws... Uh, as long as he is above zero HP, I have total cover from all attacks in all directions. Wait, I Coldor. Coldor does. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, Coldor has uh, full total cover from all attacks uh, other than effects that are spell-based. So anything that is like a magic spell, I do not have cover from. So if you try to swing a, so a sword at Coldor, yeah. shoot so an arrow, whatever. Total cover cannot be targeted directly by an attack or a spell. Yes, but in this case, it's removed the spell part uh, because it makes it to where that you can deal damage to me using a spell. So if he, but, if if Coldor is in an AOE, he can still take damage, but if it's targeting di him directly, he cannot be hit. Correct. Right, okay. Yes. So there's that. Secondly, I now have advantage on melee attacks. Okay. With Coldor. So if I hit, I get advantage essentially, but it's only with the melee attacks because he does have one other thing that he can do that is classified as spell based. So he won't get advantage with that, but he will get advantage if he just goes up and does a slam attack. Okay. Essentially. All right. So advantage against the big guy. It's good that I did that because I rolled a nat one on the first one. The second one is 19 plus eight to hit. That hits. And the damage is the same. Eighteen bludgeoning. Okay. Plus uh twelve cold. Okay. Uh that is Coldor's attack. His special ability, his movement. He doesn't have a bonus action thing or he can do or anything. Um okay, cool. So that is Zerus's bonus action. Now we go into his action. Um, so Zerus is going to. What is the best course of action that I can do? Ooh, we're going to do that. I gotta see though if it's very specific. Nope, just says uh, humanoid that I can see within range. Uh, I'm gonna cast uh, hold person on the big guy. Okay. Uh, second level. And he has to make a wisdom saving throw, middle finger for disadvantage. 11. Uh, that fails. So he is uh, paralyzed okay. for the duration of the spell. The spell lasts for one minute. Okay. Uh, at the end. So you can also, at the end of the big guy's turns, make uh, wisdom saving throws to get out of it. Okay, but it's uh, uh, it, it's concentration, right? But my that one is concentration, yes. Cool. So, uh, 
Yes, yeah, so that is my action, bonus action. Uh, I can't move much of anywhere. So I am going to pass the turn there. Add on, my darling. You are up with the Matthias Cruces on deck. Okay, I'm going to move first. Mm hmm. Now, even though Matthias is in the hole, can I see the hole? You can see the hole, but he's too far down for you to see him. Okay, I'm still going to shoot him. You don't have a clear line of sight, so it would be with disadvantage. Okay. 13. 13 doesn't hit. Fucker. Okay, and then I'm going to go back into stealth. Okay. 19. And I'm going to move uh, 10 more feet. Okay. What direction? That way. That way. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the, the wee balcony. Okay, dokie. Perfect. So, Nalakwarta is up with Meldir on deck. So, he's going to use half of his movement to climb the 20 foot pit and get back out. Uh, and I'm going to showcase one of his other attacks. So, Meldir, from your elevated position, you watch as Cruces crawls his way to the edge or the, the top, the lip of this pit, pushes himself out, and then reaches behind him and clasps something that's hanging off of a belt. A small spherical object that looks metallic in nature. And you see him strike it off of the uh, the belt off of his right hip. And a small piece of twine begins to spark and burn. And you watch as he just tosses it in the air. And it lands between... Uh, between Coldor and the uh, the henchman in front of Coldor. So, I need all of my players that are in a 20-foot radius, so the circle that is showing on the screen, to make a dexterity saving throw. So that would be Zaris, that would be Coldor, that would be... Uh, does that technically hit Alara? Yes, it does. So that would be Zaris, Coldor, Elera. I'll make one for the two henchmen that are affected by it as well. Meldir, you are just out of reach. Actually, no, you're not. It's 20 feet. So Meldir, you as well. So... Uh, 30, 20, DM. <laughs> okay. So... Coldor got 13. Uh, Zaris also oh, got a dirty 20. So, hold on. Hold on. Give me one second. So, that was a fail for this guy. That was a pass for the big guy. Actually, no. He's got disadvantage on it. So, never mind. Same roll. Uh, for Matthias Cruces, that's a pass. So we've got, if I can actually go into the right thing, 
we've got fail for the guy in front of Coldor, a pass for the big guy, and a pass for Crucis. Zarus, what did you roll? 13 for Coldor and dirty 20 for Zarus. Coldor will fail. Elera, you rolled a dirty 20, you pass. And Meldir, what did you roll? Six. Right. So, if I can pull up the, the damage roll for this. So I need that and that. That. So four, eight, thirteen. So that's thirteen plus five, eleven, fourteen. So those that failed take twenty-seven. Those that passed will take thirteen. Okay, so you burned out the 14 temp from earlier. <laughs> so, Melder, you've already seen this uh, this object get tossed to the location. But as it hits... Actually, hold on a second. How much damage did you say? Uh, it was 27 for a fail, 13 for a pass. Ian, would you class that as a magical attack? No, this is not magical at all. Oh, no, that's fine. But uh, I have a reaction to that. Mm -hmm. I'm reacting with Hellish Rebuke. Okay. He needs to make a deck save. I forgot I had that myself. Oops. Oof. Uh, uno momento, por favor. The way I've got... Uh, D&D Beyond right now. I've got a chop and change. Uh, 23, Melder. Fuck you. <laughs> but hang on. Uh, half damage on a successful one. Okay. So he's going to take damage anyway. He's going to take damage, but half of what I roll. DM, would you let me use mine as well? Uh, if it's a reaction, then yeah. Mm -hmm. So he takes half 41. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it is a reaction that hell should be there. So. Yeah, yeah. So whilst uh, Ilera is calculating the damage for Hellish Rebuke, uh, Zarus, you catch a glimpse of this small, I'm going to say about five inches wide, spherical metallic object arcing over and landing at you and Coldor's feet. And you get just enough of a glimpse of it to where the fuse disappears and completely burns out before there is an eruption of force energy and shrapnel that rips through the the crowd in a 20 meter in a 20 foot uh a 20 foot sp uh, space you notice the red-headed woman to your left instantly fall down you notice that mm -hmm. the you notice the blonde woman behind you to your left gets lacerated with shrapnel and is falling to one knee, bleeding from her arms, her chest, her neck. She's still alive, but she is badly hurt. You notice the uh, the henchmen both unno like they don't notice the device, but they take the full brunt of it. The both of them are dead, like flat out, straight up. 
irrevocably dead and everybody else that's within that 20 foot damage radius has been hit by either the shockwave or bits of shrapnel from this okay. explosive device question yeah so i understand the big guy going down because he was uh under the whole person spell and was hit by the the shard why was the little guy hit because he's inside the chest cavity of ah, okay he's only supposed to take damage inside of cold door ah okay then uh yeah, Coldor can take damage if it's like the AOE or whatever, but he can't. But the person inside of him can't take damage other than from Coldor. Hence why he has to keep rolling the saving throws and then he's stuck inside of there. Right, okay, I'll add him back. I'll just put him as a. Put one. him under restrained. I don't know how to do the whole markers and. D&D Beyond, uh, in Roll20 thing. Uh, Alara, what did you roll for your Hellish Rebuke? I just want to double check something, because it's been a while since I've used Hellish Rebuke. Uh, can you, is it just, do I just do the same roll as I do in my Eldritch Blast, and then do the damage, or am I just doing the straight damage here? It's just straight damage. Okay, in that case, then, uh, what it says here, point your finger on the creature is damaged, you surrounded by Hellish Flames, the creature must make a dex save equal to 13 on a... On a failed on a failed save, target takes three d ten fire damage. On success, the target takes half as much. So he rolled a twenty three. So he'll take half of whatever you roll. Okay, so in that case, I need to. A mayhem when you want to put a icon on a token, right click on the token and you'll see a little cog wheel that will pop up at the bottom of it that looks like a joystick. Click that, scroll down, and there will be several icons that you can click on. I usually use the one that's called back pain to for restrain. Uh, I see the regular settings wheel and oh, there it is. Okay, okay, fair enough. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so he'll take seven from that mm -hmm. from Hilaris Hellish Rebuke. Uh, because we are at finishing time before Meldir uh, takes his... We're going we're gonna to end up... We'll pick up next session with Meldir taking his turn. However, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a, a note. Something that happens uh, before Meldir's turn. So, that explosion erupts around Zarus, Koldor, and the crowd that's amassed there. And Meldir, from your elevated position, if I can fucking figure out Roll20's stupid layout now, you have line of sight on both locations. So you see these two figures stalking into the, the marketplace courtyard. Two beasts. One looking as though it's a hound from hell and another beast of similar form but rotten dripping green ooze and just caustic 
you wouldn't even be able to call it blood at this point, but there's green bile from old scabbed over laceration wounds across its hindquarters, its stomach, and its haunches. Before you eventually see the familiar face of Marcus Rendell step into the bazaar. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we'll pick up next week with our heroes not only fighting Matthias Crucis, but the Nomad at the same time. I told y'all, after last week, I'm up in the ante for this fight. And I'm giving Elera exactly, exactly what she wants. She wants to fight two of them at the same time? Be my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, you can join us next session for part two of this fight. And to see just how how well our heroes fare with only 18 hours in order to apprehend Salathir before the barrier surrounding the capital dissipates. Thank you very much for joining us. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Above all else, start planning your next move. Because my players are going to need it. You're a bastard!